0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Central Texas man is bearing his soul in his new book, Sentenced Before the Womb. It releases early next month. Author and pastor Adrian Fajardo is part of the Hispanic Leaders Network. Last year, he was named one of Waco's 40 and under leaders, but the path to where he is today was not easy. At just 10 years old, Adrian, along with his siblings, witnessed their father's arrest and then experienced firsthand the effects of having a parent incarcerated for 15 years. Today, Adrian is sharing his past experiences in his new book. We are lucky enough to have a copy of it right here. Thank you so much for being with us today, Adrian.
1: Yes, I'm thankful to be here, I'm so grateful.
0: Yes, Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wanna read a passage, and it's such a good read, uh, but very heavy, Um, and I'm, I'm so sorry for what you've been through, but the thing that stuck out to me about the holiday season. You said, everyone is excited as they gather around the Christmas tree and lights. Deep down, I and my siblings hated this time of year. I wanted to be happy around this time. I wanted to feel good when I saw the Christmas tree, the lights and the food. I couldn't keep up with these times and I never knew why. There was a deep pain, a deep sorrow that I wasn't good enough. And I think, wow, a lot of people go through some tough times during the holiday season you are hosting a book release about your entire story that we'll talk about soon. That's just one passage, but why did you decide to write this book? Let's just start with your story and where a passage like that came from.
1: Thank you for asking that question. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of years ago, I was a former educational teacher in the highest poverty area in Waco, and I remember looking across my classroom, looking at my students, and, and I asked them, How many of you guys' parents or siblings been incarcerated? And over half of the classroom raised their hand. And I experienced poverty. I was in the midst of poverty in that classroom. And a lot of the things that these kids were going through, I went through the same thing. And so I started to think, okay, my story can resonate, not with just me, but it can resonate with people and it can bring hope to people, but also, uh, the vulnerability, people can see that and they can be able to resonate with that. And so, um, there's the vulnerability is what I wanted to express, to not only to my kids, but also to their parents, to the community members, and to a lot of people out there.
0: Yes, because it's confusing for a child. As I can imagine, your family income is affected, so a lot of questions pop up. When you're talking to youth, what kinds of questions are you faced with?
1: Yeah, so a lot of them are, it's not necessarily questions, it's behaviors. And so a lot of times kids are always ex- communicating through behavior, either through negative behavior, behavior, uh, probably through uh, not saying anything. So there's behaviors that they're, they are expressing, and I'm trying to get to the root of that behavior, because there's always something you're showing me. And so um, I'm trying to reach the kids through that area. And so, and that's the hard part when you're working in these high poverty areas is the fact that you're trying to figure that part out. And that's the hard part.
0: And when you're talking about poverty, when a family member is incarcerated, we know, and you've educated us on this, that family income can drop by an average of 22%. Your father was sentenced to 23 years in prison, but completed 15 years before his release. How did his sentence impact your family? That is absolutely a loaded question, but.
1: Yeah. Well, I share in the book, Dad, now that you're locked up, you're looking for commissary money while my family's looking for grocery money. Well, you're looking at your bunk bed. Well, Dad, I'm looking at my bunk bed, too. Well, Dad, you're wondering where your friends and family went. while well, I'm wondering where my family's went. They put you in handcuffs. Well, Dad, they just put me in Big Bro in handcuffs, too. So we're, you're not locked up by yourself, Dad. We're locked up with you. And so we got to look at the bigger issue is that the United States is the most incarcerated nation in the entire world. But my argument is that you don't have 2.2 million individuals locked up. You have 2.2 million individuals times their family members as locked up. And not that you don't have families locked up, you have also communities locked up. And so there's this uh, a, a huge problem but also there's hope to that problem as well, but uh, it's 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 a big problem that, we, that we're that facing, and we're facing it together.
0: Yes, we are, and you're helping us uh, face that together. In the beginning of the book, you talk about losing parents for a prolonged period of time, and you're scrambling to cover basic needs. You just talked about him looking at his bunk bed, you looking at yours. Is that something that you've also experienced, and how do you guide other kids and families through that process?
1: Well. Uh, I don't have an easy answer for suffering, I, and I don't have a solution to suffering, because there's a lot of people out there right now who are suffering through those same problems. But there is also hope, and I believe my family story is that story of hope. And whether your family member is doing 10 years, maybe your family member doing 15, 20 years, there's hope down the line, and you can still pursue that relationship. You can still. You can still dream big about that relationship that you wanna restore, that you wanna reconcile. And it doesn't necessarily have to be families, it can be any broken relationship, that there is hope and that reconciliation of a relationship.
0: I'm sure, does that, how long did that take for you to get to that reconciliation point?
1: It took a long time, and truth be told, I'm still working on it. And I'm not perfect, my family's not perfect, we're still in this process of reconciling. Um, but that comes with a lot of conversations. It comes with tears. It comes with uh, you working with them on some things because they're not perfect and I'm not perfect. And we're still dealing with it to this day. But there's still hope in that. And, and even in the time like this or Christmas where people come together around a Christmas tree, You a lot of times when we're around this Christmas tree, me and my family, we always remember where we come from we always remember that because we don't deserve where we're at right now.
0: Wow, so it, this is the book, once again, I've got that bookmark in there, Sentenced Before the Womb. At 25, your father was released from prison, and in your book, you say he wasn't only released, but I was released as well. Those handcuffs did not only come off him, but off us as a family as well. How are things for y'all at the moment? It seems like you're really plugged into our community, and and helping others through your story.
1: Yeah, uh, my dad did get out, he served 15 years. But when he got out for 15 years, he was on house arrest for three of those years. Um, and he's still serving probation as well. And so, there's a story where I graduated from college and I was put in a position because he was on house arrest and he they told him, the probation officer told him, you can go attend your son's graduation but you're gonna have to be placed on an ankle monitor and you're gonna have to be placed with these different uh, conditions. And even though he was free, I still had to make a decision. Okay, do I really want my dad to be on, a, on an ankle monitor to make him look like a bad person in the community? So I, I was still in some ways locked up with him, even though he's free. And so we're still struggling with that, but he just uh, recently uh, came, became free from uh, house arrest, and he's a successful business owner. He is a, a father, he's a husband, um, and so we're still pursuing uh, uh, our community. It's not about us, We, we like you said, we are trying our best to give back to our community because we've, for a long time, we took away, but now we're trying to give back.
0: And before this interview, I said, you know, you grew up in this area, correct? And he was very specific to say uh, South Waco. Yeah. So he's watching out for his specific community, And I respect that so much. I can't preach enough to uh, take a look at this book. I haven't read the whole thing. Our producer read it front to back already and I can't wait to read the rest of it. It's really an honor to meet you and congratulations.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: All right, we will be right back with more of News 10 at 4, January 4th. The South Waco community is talking about this release. They're sentenced before the womb, 6 p.m. at the South Waco Community Center. Stay with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.